G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Tuesday seems to roll around so quickly and here we are back again. Another opportunity to check on breaking news headlines as they come out of Israel and the Middle East. Ron Ross is back with us. Hello Ron, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Uh, Ron, always a mix of serious and very, very interesting, uh, captivating things that are coming out of Israel and the Middle East. Let's start with some of the serious issues. Iran has accused Israel of launching a new cyber attack. How does that headline look? Yeah, Iran's telecommunications minister accused Israel of a new cyber attack on the Islamic Republic the same day that U.S. sanctions were reimposed on Iran. This comes days after Iran said it had neutralized a new version of the Stuxnet virus. In a series of tweets, which is the way modern ministers now communicate, telecommunications minister Mohammed Javed Azeri Jaromi blamed Israel for the attack, saying it targeted Iran's communications infrastructure and that Iran would sue for the cyber attack via international bodies. The Zionist regime, with its dark record of using cyber weapons such as Stuxnet, launched a cyber attack on Iran on Monday to harm the country's communications infrastructure, he said. But thanks to the vigilance of Iranian technical teams, Israel returned empty-handed. I'm not so sure about that because uh, there is a report that Ayatollah Hamani's phone was tapped and some very interesting uh, information obtained. Let's move on to another headline that is very significant because here in Australia, of course, we've got a debate going on about whether we would move our embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem and following in the footsteps in some sense of what's happened with the US moving their embassy. But there are other nations now making the move. Brazil's president-elect has confirmed he's about to move the Brazilian embassy to Jerusalem, Ron. Yes, he said, as previously stated during our campaign, we intend to transfer the Brazilian embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. He said Israel is a sovereign state and we shall duly respect that. That is Jair Bolsonaro, the new Brazilian president. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu welcomed the statement, saying, I congratulate my friend, the Brazilian president, for his intention to move the embassy to Jerusalem, an historic, correct and exciting step. If Bolsonaro goes through with the move, Brazil will become the third country to move to Jerusalem following the United States and Guatemala. Ron, disturbing headlines coming out of Egypt, and we know that there is real tension between Islamists and Christians in the nation of Egypt, and now jihadists have opened fire on buses of Egyptian Christians, and the number's 13 killed. What's the story? Yeah, militants of the Islamic State massacred 13 Christians in Minya, Egypt, 
opening fire on Friday on busloads of pilgrims travelling to the Samuel the Confessor Monastery. The jihadists fired upon three buses, ultimately blocking two of them while the third one escaped. The gunman ordered everyone to get out of the buses and then began shooting them in cold blood. Among those slaughtered by the militants were at least three children and seven women. The Islamic State terror group immediately claimed responsibility for the attack, which mimicked a similar attack against Egyptian Christians en route to the same pilgrimage site in May 2017. And Ron, when our brothers and sisters hurt, we hurt. And never a nice story to hear of the persecution of Christian believers as is going on in the nation of Egypt. Let's turn our attention back to Israel where a record 40,000 Jews gathered in Hebron to celebrate the rebirth of the city. Give us a little geography lesson as we get this story underway. Well, they, they referred to Genesis twenty three seventeen, uh, which says, So Ephron's land in Machpelah, near Mamre, the field with its cave and all the trees anywhere within the confines of that field, passed to Abraham. The Jewish community of Hebron announced a record 40,000 Jews gathered for the 24th annual commemoration of Abraham's purchase of the cave. The gathering is held on the Shabbat in which section of the Torah describes Sarah's death and Abraham's purchase of the cave in Hebron from Ephron as a burial site for her, the Bible says. Abraham accepted Ephron's terms. He paid out to Ephron the money that had been named in the hearing of the Hittites, 400 shekalim of silver at the going merchant's rate. And then Abraham buried his wife in the cave of the field of Machpelah, facing Mamre, according to Genesis 23. They say that their biblical book, the Talmud, states there are three places in Israel the non-Jews can never claim the Jews stole, because their purchase is explicitly described in the Bible. Hebron, Shechem, and the Temple Mount. Uh, an extraordinary day and an extraordinary celebration. It surely is. And, Ron, uh, there's something very interesting. Uh, Sometimes you might say, for most Christians, what's their favourite Bible verse? They'll say it's John 3.16. But then people get to their second and third favourites, and always in there is the Lord's Prayer, something that right across all the denominations everybody acknowledges as such a significant thing. And this week, the Israel Bible Centre has highlighted how Jesus used Hebrew tradition for the Lord's Prayer. How does this story look? Yeah, it's a, a wonderful story by Dr. Eli Lozakin Eisenberg. He said the Lord's Prayer is by far the most central and well-known Christian prayer in the world. But does it have some significant conceptual and word-by-word parallels in Jewish liturgical tradition? Does the Lord's Prayer have Jewish liturgical roots? And he says the answer is clearly yes. First, notice that the contents of the Lord's Prayer is the same as the key Jewish liturgical concept of the prayer Avinu Malkainu, that when translated in English means our Father, our King. In fact, absolutely everything in the Lord's Prayer, he says, is centered around either the fatherhood or the kingship of God. 
and we all know the prayer. I won't read it out to you. But he said then there are word-for-word parallels between the Lord's Prayer and a variety of ancient Jewish prayers, such as our Father, our King, the Amidah, and the Morning Blessing. And he gives three examples from the Jewish tradition. The first one is, Our Father, our King, forgive and pardon our sins. The second one is, We will sanctify your name in this world as it is sanctified in high heaven. And the third one, lead us not into sin and transgression, iniquity, temptation, and disgrace, so that evil will not rule over us. And he said, if these are studied carefully, we will note Jesus' connection with Jewish tradition, how he brought it together in the Lord's Prayer. Well, it is the prayer that so many of us listening to our conversation today will already know off by heart. And it's the prayer that parents teach their children. It's the prayer that you pray at bedtime, that you pray around the dinner table. It is just the most magnificent. And to have those connections there into Jewish Hebrew tradition just affirms the value and even the authenticity of just how important that prayer is that Jesus taught us to pray. Ron, Always appreciate your insights. Thank you so much for taking some time to update us on this latest breaking news today on 2020. Thanks, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.